All right. Let's welcome to another episode of the fucking chill cast. <laughs> chill cast. This is your host, as always, Kevin Stewart. I'm checking in with two of my compadres, if you will. They'll come up later in the episode. <laughs> A little, little teaser there. Um, but wanted to introduce co-host Matt Davini. There he is. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 2019 season. I'm excited. Right on. Hope you are. Then got a special guest who we have talked about coming on for quite some time, but I haven't been able to put one of these together. Uh, Jage, thank you for making the time. Yo, thanks for having me. <laughs> Damn, that was a pretty smooth intro. I wasn't ready for that. Yo, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I'm really excited for the season to start up. I have transitioned to fucking hating fantasy football. Um, yeah. I don't really, like, I honestly don't want to play again. But I, I'll play, and, I'll yeah, play if someone wants to no, team up. I just can't deal with the losing anymore. I just keep getting too far in and then losing to the last. So team just manager. real quick, I thought I thought one of the requirements of the chill cast is that everyone had to have a beer. So like I had one prepared. Oh, nice. And then I think um, I think I'm the only one. No, no, no. I got a, I got a glass of whiskey here Ooh, hidden uh, from view. But first, intro, intro your beer. What are you sipping on? Oh, uh, thanks. This is a Sequench Al. It's oh. a session sour. With some uh, some nice lime flavor, nice snagged it snagged it down in Delaware yesterday. Oh no, tax. And, um, exactly. I actually didn't get this there, but made a stop at um, that liquor store where we got all of the booze for the Heatness New Year's Eve party. Yeah. Oh my god. And it oh, just shit. brought back that party. a ton of memories. Whew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are you a fan of the sours? I've been finding myself ordering a sour if it's on the menu these days. <laughs> Sour, big, big sour guy. Nice. Yeah. Had a had a grand... some sours last night. Oh, yeah. Some sequence. You're always out up to something, dude. Yeah. You did have a sequence. I had a couple sequences last night. One of these guys. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That's nice. yeah. I had a I had a cran sour at this uh, brewery down in Nashville, and it was one of the best beers I've ever had. Cran sour. Damn, nice. Nashville's got it going on. Like, what's everyone doing not living there? It's not even that crowded. Yeah, it's just too it's, sick. Everyone's like, "This is a vacation spot. I can't live here. My life would be I don't, ruined." I don't, I don't know if you could live there. I think it'd be tough. All right, I can see that. Too um, all your all, all your lift scooters are just like polluting polluting the sidewalks. Yeah, uh, so. I, I like riding them though. Yeah, I think I, I, get... I actually think once that stops being a fun thing to do, just like fucking smashing them on the ground, then it might be better. But we'll yeah. see. Cool. Um, one last question on the beer. Um, can you drink sours for an entire night worth of drinking? Like if you're, Ooh. let's say you're playing beer Olympics, dude. It's tough. I think that'd be tough. Okay. I, um, it's not a beer Olympics type of beer. It, like, I ordered a 16 ounce of the one, and I, I felt like by the end of it, I was like going to do some permanent damage to like my esophagus, maybe, maybe some really, really good acid reflex later in the night. So Nice. That doesn't sound great. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. I'd, I'd cap it at like a 20 ounce. That's a fat beer. Yeah. Matt, Matt you with us on drinking something, or are you just sitting there? I was drinking some water. Piece of shit. So, uh, I'm like, do I have to get something? All right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Booze and harvest. 
Yeah, so you, you top it off, top off the Sunday, so just take the edge off a little bit. Sundays are fucking horrible. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll get one. Give me a minute. All right. In the all meantime, right. I got a, a little glass of Woodenville bourbon. It's a local whiskey I wanted to try out. Uh, it's pretty good. I'm Thoughts? On, I'm on a bourbon kick. It's not. It doesn't have as much of a bite. Like, I don't. I don't like just like a, a rye or a scotch. Just like fucking socks me in the teeth. Uh, yeah. But I, I like something a little sweeter. Call me a bitch. No, no. I'm, I don't. I don't like that stuff at all. So I'm the real puss puss here. All right. Good to know someone's on board with me. Um. What I wanted to cover today it doesn't even matter because like we don't know how the league's going to turn out there's so much free agency up in the air but at least we can cover those things yes it's um, a very interesting time of the of the league yeah who knows what's going to happen <laughs> especially next year even this year i think shit's going to get crazy but yeah i'm curious to see how it'll change with uh you know moving away from the uh snake draft into the auction and and all that i've never done that so Good luck. All right, quick question before we get into the baseball. So Gab had appendicitis. She got her appendix taken out. And shout out. Yeah, shout out Gab. Good shit. Poor one now. She's appendix. napping right now. But uh, she re- she didn't want to take any of the oxycodone that they were trying to push on her. It was Smart. so weird. Like every every time the PA would come in and be like, "Wait, how's your pain? Like you need something?" Like every, like ten times yeah. in the night. But um. I was going to ask what you guys thought. Would you take the, the heavy-duty pain reliever for a surgery? Uh, right now, she's just sticking to the Tylenol, but I don't know. I haven't even had that serious of a surgery, so I haven't had the chance. What do you think? Yeah, I actually have a little bit of experience here. Um, I had the two biopsies, so right. um, the first one I had, they came in with, I, I guess it was an oxy, took one, threw it up like a bitch. Oh, Jesus. Um, right. And Smart then, uh, yeah, then, then just never went back. The second one, they same with Gab. They just tried to give him to me, and I just uh, tossed him right in the trash. Nice. Probably should have probably should have taken him back to PC and made a little cash on the side. But oh yeah, for sure. I hey, was, um, I was young and dumb. So now, what do you think? I think it depends on the pain level. I mean, I've never had uh, something like that, so I don't really know how. I mean, you did kind of have like your yeah, what? dick speared, right? <laughs> so, so uh, that was uh, Tylenol codeine. So, I mm-hmm. guess that's what Gab is on. She's just on Basically, regular Tylenol right now. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So the, the Tylenol codeine is just like Tylenol on steroids, where like the codeine makes you tired or something. It's just like very powerful. Um, I mean, my leg was like throbbing. I like could feel it, so I like needed that stuff, but. Uh, the uh, the oxy stuff would scare me a lot. Yeah, it's definitely scary. I'd probably try it once and then probably never again. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking, but yeah, I mean, I can see why she doesn't. And and if it does affect your stomach, she would probably just like puke all over. Too. Yeah, she would She would probably yak. Maybe that's the real reason for it. But let's What's, not, what's let's, her pain level like? Uh, pre-surgery is really bad. That's why we had to go at midnight. I was... Well, we were hoping Jeez. that we could wait until morning, but, you know, she couldn't sleep. Yeah. And it was just getting worse. But she was, um, right now, it's just like the after effects of having three holes put in your stomach. Was there, um, was there, like, 
had this happened when you guys were up in the mountains, would that have been like scary or were you guys pretty much all in a situation where you could have just found a hospital regardless? This happened when we were home, so it wasn't that right. bad. But if it happened up, I mean, just depends how serious it is. It can get really infected and swollen and explode. Yeah, um, I just didn't know if you guys had like done like a crazy hike where if uh, the timing was wrong, like it could have been. No, nah, I think it'd be, it would have been okay. Nice. We caught, caught it early on, so she should be able to recover quickly. But yeah, thanks Sweet. for asking. Um, yeah, let's jump into some baseball now. Uh, so our league's Let's transitioning to auction. I think that's going to be the talk of the town for most of the season because it's such a drastic change. Um, and yeah, it's tough to pinpoint like which piece to talk about. Maybe just more generally, like, do you think it will positively or negatively affect the the state of the league? I think it's going to help. Um, <clears throat> I think putting a, a better valuation on like players in general is going to help because one of the reasons why the league was like getting a little crazy was just how the draft picks were valued compared to players and how contract years put into it. But now with like the auction values and everything, like it, it's going to be a little bit more clear. So I think it should make things um, a little bit more fair in terms of player player value and just like compensation if you're like keeping or not keeping one. Gotcha. Okay. So Matt's Wi-Fi is doing really good. Um, yeah, Matt, real your tough. Wi-Fi, dude. You gotta you gotta upgrade it. Let's be real, especially pre-draft. But um, now we. You're breaking up a bit, but we heard what you said, that the valuations would be... It's important to place a value on the cost of a keeper rather than just have it be a free slot. And I agree with that. Um, Jage, what do you think? Yeah, I think I think it's good. good change. I think the best way to keep these leagues fun is to just try some new shit. So, yeah, I for mean, sure. even if we're just sort of sending it a little, I think it breaks up... Uh, league from getting stale so um we'll probably lose jake in the process but i hope not that may have happened regardless so um a casualty is born when we brought it up jake's out after this year yeah i was saying when we brought it up he seemed to say he was going to be on board but yeah that's cool we can just like beat the shit out of him too (laughs) i guess yeah we can hold not really afraid of him anymore I'll, if, I mean, if I'll just not go to his wedding, so. <laughs> yeah, hold that over his head. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jake's on board then. All right, cool, cool. Um, just a little little unrelated note. This Jeff Evans guy that has tricked Matt like three or four times just posted that the Phillies agreed in principle with Bryce Harper, which is obviously fake, but it has um, 73 retweets, so. Jeez. It's just it's gaining some legs, which is always funny. Oh my god, man! You got tricked multiple times by this fake account. Well, dude, apparently he was right in the past on a few things, and like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess it was uh, I fell for like on Reddit too. Let's see if there's anything on Reddit. 
No, I don't think I don't see anything. No, I think it would I think it would blow up pretty fast across a lot of sources. I mean, yeah, I hope Yeah. I mean he has this guy has four hundred followers and in, in his bio it says he works for like the local ESPN station, which he doesn't, so I think he's just a straight fraud. Mm. Right. But. Then let let's jump into that a little bit. Who would you guys guys rather have between Machado or Harper? JJ, you can go first on this mm. one. Yeah. I don't know. It's tough. Um oh, man. Harper is just like such a flashy signing. Like I think that would be more exciting, but I think Machado would be the more practical guy. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have an answer. I don't, I don't think I'd be pissed either way. I agree with that. <clears throat> I think Harper is more like a status symbol for the organization, kind of like moving forward. Um, but I think in terms of like team makeup right now and just value, I would probably say Machado um, over Harper, just given his ability to play two infield spots and his average and power has pretty much always been there, but Bryce has been a little um, up and down, mainly up, but um, I don't know. I think having a a shortstop slash third baseman and kind of man that side of the field um, alongside Gene Segura is going to be fun for the uh, Phillies. It just feels like Harper just feels like we're going to look back in a year and be like, I can't believe we ever thought he was going to sign here. Like it just feels like the LeBron thing again, where he's it's going to come out like a week after he signs, like with the Nats, and it's like, yeah, Philly was never really on my radar. It's like, yeah, well, yeah no shit. Like you don't like. There's no reason why you would sign here. Maybe I'm wrong. It just like I just, that's the feeling that I get. I can, I just can't imagine him doing like that fucking hair flip walk off home run celebration in a Phillies uniform. It's just like when you picture it. <laughs> You just can't. It just doesn't exist in my brain. Yeah, you're like trying to picture the uniform and like the logo's blurry. You're like, well, yeah. it's not even realistic. Um, What's even interesting too on that whole note, um, if the Phillies were like just somewhere close to the Nationals offer, why would he like not go back to D.C.? I mean, he's like already the guy there. Their team is way better and in a better position than the Phillies, but they're basically selling him on a huge contract in Philly, but then also – yeah, being the face of the franchise and, like, a rebuilding team. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's also interesting. Like, they were supposed to blow him out of the water with an offer, and here we are now, a month and a half later, with nothing. So, it's like, right. are they lowballing or are they bullshitting? Like, I don't know. But you would think if they if they wanted him that badly, they would just go, like, 50 mil over and just send it. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of it, to be honest. So, I guess my question is, with let's just say 35, $30, $35 million per year, um, what else do you think that could get the Phillies to put them in a better position than landing one of those guys? So, don't sign any and try to do something else? Hi, well, hypothetically, if yeah. you know, Harper goes to the Nationals or something like that, something crazy, and then Machado goes to the White Sox, like, Phillies have a ton of money now. Like, what do they do? They suck. <laughs> That's yeah, true. Like, I, I don't know how many free agents are out there. So of note, so like, I kind of wish that they put out some money for AJ Pollock, and yeah. and and a Machado, um, or yeah. just like a Pollock and fill fill the many many holes that we have. But you know, I don't. They 
yeah. didn't go that route. I don't know if it's just coincidental or if it's like a, a change in the trend of baseball, but it used to feel like if you had the if you had the money, like you were locked into some solid baseball free agents. And now Definitely. it's like the best pitcher was like Patrick Corbin. And it's like I mean he's fine, but like like are these like sale doesn't hit the free agent market. Kershaw doesn't hit the free agent market. Kluber has what? Like, Sorry. Two years at least, I think. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just like if, what are they? Are they just going to try and sign Arenado next year? It's like I don't. They're not going to beat the Yankees, you would think. Yeah. Um, so it feels like they're going to strike out on both and like overpay Keiko, and then we're just going to kill ourselves. So. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want Keiko at all. It yeah. I mean, it's like that Keiko is like a. A third guy, though, it's like not the worst, but for what he's asking, I think it's going to be too high. If they signed, if they signed a, a Harper or Machado, I would actually care less because I'd like at, at least he he can't hurt other than whoever is in that fifth spot. Yeah, that's true. Like, right. The deal would suck. Like I, I'm, I'm not doubting that, but like if they're going to try and win, at least they have a better pitcher. Yeah, maybe. I hope. Yeah, I think for me, I, I'm hoping that we go for Machado just because when you were saying that in a couple months down the road or after the season when we look back, um, I thought you were going to say because he just kind of hits at the same level that he did. I mean, last year was last year was pretty good, like, and, and the year before that was amazing. But 2016 was not like a full season batting 243. Um, I guess I would just worry that he would like vastly underperform over the over the course of his contract. Whereas like Machado, I kind of just see him either hitting better, like equal or better than he did the year previous. Um, and then he's got like he brings like the defensive side at least at third base. So like I, I just see him as more of a sure bet. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. no. It with Harper, you're definitely paying. You're paying for like hopes versus Machado, I feel like you're paying for proven performance. I mean, not that Harper hasn't proven anything, but it's like the consistency is a little scary. Yeah. And even even the makeup of the Phillies, like they seem like they seem like a team now. I don't want to like racially profile the Phillies, but they seem like a team that's more like a, a quieter, like like there's a lot of Hispanic guys and stuff. And I don't know if like Bryce Harper really fits onto this team. Like Reese is like a quiet guy. Aaron Ola is a quiet guy. Like and Odubel and them, like, you know what I mean? They're not like personalities in the city. I feel like Machado fits that very well, where he's just like more of like a quiet personality and like shows up versus like Harper, who is very flashy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't picture him here either, but I guess. I'm just hoping for something, some spark, since the Mariners are complete fucking garbage. <laughs> Mariners yeah. will will have their time soon enough. Maybe in ten years. Um, cool. Thanks for weighing in on that. Uh, yeah, I guess we all just hope that something happens and we don't just continue to, like, barely miss playoffs or whatever happens. Who is their shortstop right now? Segura. Right. Right. So, so as of right now, yeah. So Frank Franco, Franco Segura, uh, I guess Kingery Hernandez, and yeah, then uh, I don't know where, at first. I don't know where Kingery fits in there, but 
Yeah, I mean, I was looking at his contract, the way it's spread out, and they, they obviously do think he's going to be quite the player. So he had a pretty shitty year last year. Um, I'm hoping that's just like getting used to everything. And he, I mean, in my opinion, he should go up this year. If he doesn't, then then that's pretty bad. So, yeah, I mean, it's he's actually it's it's interesting. Like, I, I still don't hate what they did with his contract. Like, I think that was smart. Yeah. Um, but then it's like he was hot in spring training, I think, which is like the only reason why he made the roster, which everyone knows like he in hindsight, like he shouldn't have. But I don't know if they got like cold feet and couldn't send him down or if contractually they couldn't. I don't I don't read up on that stuff. But like at a certain point, he should have he should have just finished the year in triple A. Mm-hmm. So maybe if that's another pro of signing Machado, it's like they literally they they have a good reason of him not being on this team, but I don't know if they can do that. I hope yeah. they can. No, they signed him to that like upfront mm-hmm. deal, right? So I think who Kingery? Yeah, Kingery got more money later on. Like it went up like every year or something. Yeah, I guess I just mean it wasn't like your typical rookie rookie contract. It was like, oh, no. you know, give me oh, some no, amount yeah. of money. Like it was a unique situation, I think. Yeah, they tried to like beat arbitration. I think ultimately is right. what it boils they, down like, to, like, like the middle ground, whatever you would call it. Yeah, um, but um, but then I don't know if that means that he can't play AAA. Does it? No, I think it just means, you know, he's already on the payroll. Yeah, and you don't save on it. You probably don't save on any um of the minor league time, like service time, uh, by sending him back down. So they just wanted to like throw him like. Basically, yeah. trial by fire. That's what I would guess. Yeah, it feels like he may need some development against pitching that's like not that good. Yeah, I mean his his slash line was fucking garbage. Um, so can't have that if we want to do well. Hopefully, he bounces back. I wonder what they would do with um, Franco. Oh. Oh man, I don't know. I think he's just like a trade candidate. Yeah, I mean, he would obviously he would not be on this team anymore if they signed Machado. I would think. Oh uh, yeah, no, they they would try to move him, and oh man, I feel there's another name they're trying to move to. I I don't know. I can't. I can't think of it now. Nick Williams. Maybe yeah, <laughs> either him or I guess like Altera. Because I'm assuming that Adubel is going to still be here, and I think he's, he's, I think like better as like a a role player, not like a main driver of the offense. So if we have him like batting like lower in the in the order with some better bats in the lineup, then like I think that's only going to help him in my opinion, rather than having him like earlier in the lineup. That's just my personal opinion on him. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know what they do with Franco. Probably, I hope they would just like package him, try to get a pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of in with seems like he's yeah. shown what he's already like capable of. So I don't know what type of pitcher we can get besides like maybe like a mid-level prospect. Mm, yeah, you just have to find a team that still believes, but uh, <laughs> like like a uh, fucking JP Crawford got a decent haul on that. Like, just... I'm looking at. Sorry, I don't. I'm so sorry. Yeah, what's what's up? I'm looking at Kingery's stat line. Oh, <laughs> oh god! And I like, have you? Do you guys know off the top of his head, like 
his like walks to strikeouts. Like, are right. you guys super read up on him? Uh, I think it's like, really, really bad. <laughs> it's like 24 walks and 126 strikeouts. Oh my God. Yeah, it's not what you want to I'm, see. I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I just, I didn't realize that it was that bad. Yeah, but even in the minors, it's not that great besides his time in double A. Like, 2016 in double A, he was um, walking 3% of the time and striking out 22%. So, like, that's just a bad sign from a young guy. Yeah, especially a guy who, like, you know, has has some solid, solid speed skills and could do some damage if he just got on base any way possible. Yeah, his stat line is disgusting. I can't even look at this anymore. <laughs> but I, I, I guess we would just hope that uh, Phillies would find someone who still believes in Franco. I mean, he's not as much as a garbage boy as like a Kingery or a Crawford. So yeah, he's hit decently in the majors before. Um, and hopefully like the Crawford trade to Seattle, um, we could find something similar. But yeah, we'll see. I think besides that, going to jump back to the Fantasy League. I don't really know what to talk about with that. I guess um, with the move to auction, now you're the price. So generally how it works just for the listeners is that the, the keeper price would be the price that you pay for a player plus some amount of inflation value, some amount of inflation dollars added on per year. Um, and so give an example, a guy like Mike Trout, you take him for 45 bucks uh, and the next year you would get your inflation costs added on, let's say $7. And so he would cost 52 to keep the next year, which is a lot. That's a good chunk of your budget. But if you pick up a free agent, that guy costs you $1 plus the inflation cost. So eight bucks to keep the next year. So if you pick up someone like Aris Hoskins or what have you, like in the middle of the year, that, that becomes one of your most valuable keepers. And that's way different than how it's structured now. Um, do you think this kind of gearing it towards free agents and prospects is something that you like? Or is it, I like, will it fuck things up? I personally think it's better. Um, I think it's better for the teams that are like more involved because they're going to be the ones that are probably going to hit the home runs on those guys like mid-season, like looking at stats and trends and make those pickups. And then, you know, some of the other, I guess, teams that are putting more of their emphasis on uh, the, the draft. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's tricky. I've, I've actually never done one, so I don't know like how the um, – like how some teams might like mess up their budget in like a, in a, in a bad way. So that's like a whole nother aspect to consider with all this too. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what that draft's going to look like. Yeah. I just have, I have so little experience with this that um, it's tough to even know how how it's going to fall out. Like I, I think that's the one good thing. Um, you know, is that most of us have little to no experience with that. So yeah, it's not like we're coming in with like some experienced auction ringers that will, you know, put us through the wheelhouse. I'm sure, I'm sure Alec will 
will read off on some strategy and of course it is posterize us at some point. But beyond that, you know, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, very true. Um, yeah, I guess it, just important to call out that it it does place more of an emphasis on finding diamonds in the rough in in the season and also maybe taking some shots later in the draft at guys with high upside, uh, get them for cheap. And if they pan out later in the year, then maybe a, a keeper option for you. And then also it places an emphasis on prospects. Like I mentioned, um, typically they're, they're free agent pickups. Um, so if you have a prospect come up like Correa um, and just mash, he's probably going to be a, a pretty cheap uh, option for you to keep. Um, so still there's some teams that leave those minor slots open, uh, but it's just going to become more and more important. I guess it just increases your chances of finding one of those low-cost keepers um, who will free up some money for you to actually go ham in the draft. But, you know, uh, as people start to prepare, start to take a look at, um, like, dollar values for each player, that will probably probably click with everyone. We'll see. Yeah, I'm just, like, so curious how, like, the first round will go. Like, um, who's available in 2020 when we do this? I guess, let's just say hypothetically, like, uh, DeGrom maybe? So, like, if he keeps his numbers up and... Our budget is what, like two sixty? Is it? Yeah, that's standard. Like, what the hell? Like, would he even go for? Like, would someone like Alec go for him? Like, max of fifty dollars? Will someone go as high as like eighty? Like, I have no idea. Um, I think the max is usually, uh, like Trout forty five fifty. Okay, but you know, you we can all consult the rankings. Just give us some baseline, so people aren't firing off like one hundred and twenty bids on. Donaldson. Right. Right. I mean, I might, but <laughs> I mean, he's going to bounce back for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No problem. Right, right, right. Jay, do we have a bet on him? Uh, I think we do. Uh, shit. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, a war it bet. Of war? Yeah. It's pretty low. So, um, I think it was like three, three. Yeah. Yeah. Three, yeah. three's right. I don't remember what we bet, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think it was anything crazy. But um, I don't. He's not going to stay healthy, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's about all I wanted to cover. Um, since you know the the rule changes are kind of still being discussed for the transition to auction league, can't cover it as closely as we would want. Maybe we when we do get that figured out, we could do some deep analysis of like value keepers which teams have tough decisions that they might not have before, kind of cool things like that. Um, but, of course, those rules aren't finalized yet. Anything else on, on your mind that you want to bring up? Yeah, I f- feel kind of shitty um, not having anything anything to contribute here, but there's just so little going on. <laughs> in the world or just, like, in the league? In the league, yeah. yeah. Okay. It seems like yeah. there's a lot going on out there. Yeah, there's a lot going on in the world for sure. Who would you guys say is um, the top three teams in the NL East, and who is number one, two, and three? Ooh. 
I would go um, right now. National is a clear one. Okay. Uh, like clear, clear one. Um, I would have to put the Braves second just because I think they have a legitimate bona fide offense. And um, I mean, I, their pitchers like aren't that spicy, but I think they're spicy enough. And then I guess I'd have to go Mets. Like the Mets have maybe the best pitcher in baseball or second best, whatever. Thor is awesome. Their offense always seems to be like better than you would think with what you see on paper. So, um, and I don't see anyone in the NL East beyond them that you could give three to. Like the Phillies, I think, are legitimately in in really bad shape if they don't don't make some moves here. Yeah, and a uh, quick fun quiz. Well, you didn't let Kev answer. Um... Okay. I would go same order for the first two. I think those are the clear-cut teams that actually have it together. Marlins, I hate even like seeing their name. Such a sad excuse for a team. Um, I think the only thing that will stop the Mets from beating the Phillies is their management and handling of injuries. That's caught them in the past. Um, but they've definitely made some pretty spicy moves to actually compete. I think they're ahead of the Phillies right now, but that's without knowing... Uh, who the Phillies end up signing, if anyone. So, yeah, I'll agree yeah. with Mets for now. Yeah, I think I'd have to agree, too. I think the Mets are still better than the Phillies. So, two questions. Um, number one, I guess, does anyone know how much Yoani Cespedes is owed this year coming up and next year, the final uh, year of his contract? Guess how much he's making annually. Fuck. Yeah, I think I remember not the number specifically, but I think he got, I think he got went through that phase where people were like, he's he's going to get close to thirty million a year. So I would I would guess based on that and and this question in general, maybe it's like twenty seven a year. Shit, uh, I was going to guess twenty two. This year. He is owed twenty nine. What the? And fuck? next year he's twenty nine point five. Holy yeah. shit! Two That's years weird. ago he signed a four year one hundred ten million dollar contract. Wow. Yeah, I mean he went through that phase where like he was hitting so many bombs. I just I think he peaked at the right time and he like rode in to spring training on a horse. Alec loved it. Oh yeah, it was, that's like, right. Fuck. That whole phase. Yeah. He um. In 2016, he had 31 home runs, and then 2015, he had 35. Um, so we went from 35 and 15, 31 in 2016, and then 17 in 2017, and then just nine in 2018. Yeah, he's falling off a cliff. It's sad. I wish him and Thor would get traded off the Mets. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if it would help, you know, but it seems like their medical team is just incompetent. I know that they recently fired everyone in the whole medical vertical, whatever, but it hasn't seemed to pay off too much yet. We'll see. And then one other question, uh, maybe a little hoagie bet, but who will win more games this year, the Marlins or the Mariners? It's the Mariners. Oh, it's got to be the Mariners. I don't really know shit about either team, but... I 
Didn't the Marlins go through a phase last year where like they they had some like decent pitching, starting pitching? Like I feel like they have like one or two guys where I there's no chance I know their names, but they they had like a stretch of good games that they put together. I think so. Yeah, they, I don't even know who the hell's on their team anymore. I don't follow them. I blocked you, them. Urena maybe. Is that uh, of? Yeah, I think he's he's their stud. I don't I don't know like how he finished up. I just I feel like he had like a few good games in a row. I'm also trying to figure out like what the hell is Jeter's plan for this team? Uh not spend money and pay off whatever debts like he inherited, I think. I think that's one reason that they were selling off so many big name free agents, not free agents, but um, yeah, Yelich, Stanton, whoever else. Oh, Ozuna. Um, there, there's just some like scandalous type of going ons behind the scenes where like they just owe a ton of money and couldn't afford to keep them on the payroll. I I would hope that's true to explain that those horrible deals that they got, but. I think there's yeah. something else going on there. Like, just fuck that team. Yeah, I mean, they've, for years, they've been the team who's, like, taking advantage of um, revenue sharing and, and just running a a thin expense line and just take taking in, basically, all the Yankee jersey sale money. That makes sense. It's so so, that's so I wouldn't be shocked if they're still doing that. It's I, th- I think it'd be weird if, like, Jeter willingly tied his name to that, but maybe he's just... He's just a business guy, and he doesn't he doesn't care about his his baseball executive legacy if it means that he's making you know some solid coin. Yeah, for sure. But I don't know. This arena had a uh, three point nine eight ERA last year, so not that great. But um, he's a guy. Maybe he builds on that this year. I don't. I don't know. Better than like a Vince Velasquez for sure. Fuck that guy, man. <laughs> he's he's so annoying. It's like Yeah. I just can't like I feel like he's been around for like three years and he just he gets worse. Like I think he's getting worse. It seems like it. I know he he was spicy like two years ago and then everyone thinks he might be spicy, so he's always on a roster, but he just like continues to suck ass. Yeah, I mean he like he literally has in twenty sixteen his that's his low career ERA. It was four point one two. Oh my god! Okay. Then he was a five point one three last year. It was a four point eight five. It's like, I know that's not the end all be all, but I, I'm not finding many numbers here that are like, oh well, that helps. His strikeout per nine, I guess, is pretty sick. That's all mm. he's got going for him. He's flashy, yeah. but yeah, gets beat up. Nice. Okay, let's let's wrap this up before we end. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. no, I'm just uh, want to keep it digestible. I don't want people getting burnt out. Uh, first episode of the season, especially with it being so early. Um, but before we sign off, real quick, uh, wanted to ask, what, what's your win of the past week? Like, what's going well? What have you dedicated yourself to? Like some goal you're trying to achieve, and maybe you're making your way towards it, or you know, just more generally. Got to be the gym and uh, learning some more songs on the guitar. 
Oh shit! Damn, nice. I didn't know you were a guitar guy. Yeah, man. Been uh, getting back into it. That's sick. What song are you learning right now? Um, a lot of Casey Musgraves. Um, a couple T Swift bangers from the old school days, and then uh, like Jesus. some Passenger, and also Shallow from uh, Stars Born. Wow, that's really sick. I I got to hear some. That's like some... the the lineup you would play if you're trying to like woo a girl. But you already got yeah. a girl, so yeah, you gotta keep wooing her. Okay, <laughs> I love it. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking chill. Mm. All right, Jage, you got anything? Yeah, uh, I would say probably um, getting close to finishing up uh, finishing up one of the investment properties. Oh, nice. Um, originally it was going to be a rental, but made a mid mid decision um, change to to just flip it. So. Um, gonna pull the money out and move on to a uh, plan two of the stage, which is TB TBD. But Shit. So um, sick. Some, something I'm pretty excited about. Damn, nice dude. Are you planning Thanks. to write a book or anything? Like, I feel like your day to day is insane, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's tough to get no. the the inside view. No, no book. I don't. I don't think anyone wants to read a book by me. I just. I just write my book in the group me. <laughs> cool yeah i'm compiling all of those so i'll string something together probably just be like an ebook no um, yeah. what kind of decision making goes into deciding to flip rather than rent like midway through the i guess renovation um i would guess i, would, I wouldn't guess i would just say part probably the biggest change was that um this property is in mayfair which is like uh i guess you could say borderline like Northeast Philly, Northeast Philly. Um, and originally when I had gotten it, um, I had just moved to Lafayette Hill and I was like, Oh, it'll be easy to, to like manage and, and deal with from here. But it's actually, it sounds pretty dumb, but it's like a, it's kind of a brutal, brutal commute and trip, especially when I'm like working in Bala during the day. Yeah. So I, I like, I just don't want to commute to the Northeast. You know what I mean? Like, to deal with that place an that hour up an hour back while like doing everything else. So um, there's, like I said, there's, there's some things in the pipeline that um, I'd rather just pull the money out of the place and then, um, you know, put it, put it towards something else. That's really nice. Cool. Yeah. Excited yeah, but, for how that turns out. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it just does okay. And everything finishes up. We're sort of in the home stretch, but there's still some, um, some renovation going on nice yeah i'd say for me uh similar to what matt said been gymming in the morning which feels good riding the bike to work it's like 20 25 minute commute which is amazing haven't taken the bus yet because like i just don't want to get on a fucking bus yeah um yeah i love the bike ride it's like so cool it's along the water uh in downtown um and yeah i guess just uh being more active generally so that feels good um being more on top of things than i was like pre-move pre-wedding because that shit was fucking insane and yeah nice. i don't, don't want to do that again um but yeah just overall feeling good excited to keep pumping out these episodes uh, i'm not going to set any timeline because it's actually tough to like find time to do it but you know definitely want to do it more frequently than last year and have you guys on on here again 
Definitely. Yeah. What um, how's when you bike to work? Obviously, it's, it's got to be raining like a solid amount of those days. Do you just do you show up like soaked, or am I just dumb? No, no, it's not a dumb question. Um, I think it actually hasn't rained as much as you might expect from Seattle since I've been here. Maybe thirty percent of the days. I mean, like. The rain comes in like waves and it's also not very heavy. So I have a rain jacket. I usually just toss on a pair of athletic pants and, um, you know, change when I get to work. And I've never gotten like so drenched that I want to like throw myself off the building. So, yeah. Um, Do you have like a bag? Like, does a bag yeah. get wet or? Yeah, yeah. I have, a, I got a rain cover, which is also like oh, reflective. Um, just be safe. But Damn. it's, it's more awesome. manageable than you might think. Um, you know, I was kind of worried about that moving out here. I was like, you know, everyone talks about the rain, but it's, I, I don't find it to be prohibitive in any way so far. Sometimes it's nice. And also, you know, it's like low, like low 40 is the lowest it gets. Um, yeah, so I'm nice. not missing that, that, that frost out there that you guys are dealing with, but. Do you find, um, I, th I think I saw this on an Anthony Bourdain episode. Do you find like the the overwhelming like tech culture to be like annoying or um, since you're pretty much used to it, is it just like business as usual? Mm. Like, I think they, there's something where like, you know, everyone who walks around is just wearing some sort of like badge, like for yeah. their tech company. Like that's definitely true for San Francisco. And one of the reasons I'm so hate that city uh, <laughs> around here, like a lot of a shit ton of people work for Amazon they can be dickheads because they're rich as fuck because that stock has 10x in the past three years or whatever. Um, shout out, shout out, Carl. Shout out, Carl. Jesus, dude. On the on the stock part, not on the dick part. Yeah, no, no. He's one of the, the good eggs. Yeah. But no, I haven't noticed that as much. Like, I actually expected when I would, like, introduce myself to people, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I work at fucking Airbnb. And I'd be like, oh, I don't, never mind. Bye. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. But I haven't noticed that to be the case so far. There's, like... A lot of people in like planning, like urban planning, like Gab, you know, all over the place. But maybe, maybe I'll run into more of them. Maybe they're just hibernating and playing uh, Red Dead or some shit. All the tech guys. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah, that's definitely it. <laughs> like Carl, yeah, he's still hasn't finished Red Dead. Um, <laughs> Same. Shout out, calling him out again. Yeah. But uh, cool. Yeah, thanks for asking. I think that's going to wrap it up for for this ep. Um, what are we at? A little under 50 minutes, so that's that's a good mm -hmm. chunk for everyone's Monday morning. I'm going to try to pump this out here real quick. Um, yeah. Toss it on the, the AWS cloud. Shout out, Carl. Jesus, dude. <laughs> just raking it. Oh, my God. Just fucking raking it. He's so rich. Um, cool. <laughs> so this is Kev signing off. You guys want to want to say something spicy to sign off? I think the next time we do this, there will be a new Phillies player that we will all like. Um, I'm just going to say I'm probably, you know, super behind on this, but um, Brian Conway and Larry got me into Rainbow Kitten Surprise. And I'm just. Oh, Jay. Yeah, I started listening to them. They're good, man. I'm just so fucking hooked, man. Like, un unbelievable band. So. Yeah. Oh, it's a band? Yeah, it's a crazy name, like a name that like makes you want to hate them, but then yeah. they're like, wow, they're actually really sick. So hmm. They're good. I like them. Yeah. All right, there you go. Maybe I'll lead out with them. Oh, shit. 
right. Till next time. Right. Peace out. Listening, it isn't when you're talking for your namesake. Jesus, Mary Magdalene, you are. Are you okay? Sitting by the well, Jill, you're falling down the hill, jacking everybody lap. Don't you pray, don't you pray to a cocaine Jesus in a black four seat. I've got a man, don't need him, but you wait. Call me when you want, or just call me when you need him. If you only ever need you leave